Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We've got another episode of Not Real Libertarian Podcast coming up right after this. So we've got a guest on for today, per the usual. Um, and I, Will says he thinks he may just watch today. Um, do what you gotta do, bro. And that's what she said. There you go. Um, so I guess we'll do the ad reads. I mean, we've got so many advertisers at this point. Um, some pay, some don't. But that's the nature of the game, isn't it? We've got Tom for 52.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. Go to Tom for 52.com and hit the donate button. Find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Twitter, and Spotify. Uh, go over to YouTube and subscribe there to help us out. Because one of these days we will probably uh, get nuked. Off of the Facebook. Yes, thank you, Jennifer, for that. Um, Will is down there throwing comments up that... Yeah. Because he knows I made the video. So <clears throat> We got Crowned by Gold, the third book of the Royal Green series by Jack Casey. Uh, I am contractually, legally, and... Otherwise required to say, and this I'm, I'm required by a super fan of his who pays five thousand dollars a week to uh, promote his book. Not really, shouldn't pay that much, but uh, that it's a good book and you should go buy it at theroyalgreen.com or Amazon or there's a free version on the Kindles. Um, but fuck Jack Casey, the Alaskan Raven for all you meme needs. Go find the Alaskan Raven on Facebook. Libertarian Party Veterans Caucus, the most cock-ass for veterans. Uh, so if you're a vet and you like cock-ass and you're in the Libertarian Party, go check them out. We've also got the Greasy Porcupine. For road services, tune-up, maintenance, service, and repair, go to greasyporcupines.org to find out more. Um, or if you want to get involved and start turning wrenches uh, with a voluntariness solution, go check out greasyporcupines.org. We've got RedemptionTactical.com. That is our link right there. I'm going to throw it up in the chat here in a minute. Uh, go help us out by helping them out by uh, hitting that link. Um, that link right there lets them know that we sent you. And posting now. Boom. <clears throat> so they've got awesome stuff. They've got riot shields, ballistic, like three level 3A, uh, ballistic face masks, uh, 
plate carriers, plates. Uh, it's all made here in the U.S. by a small little mom and pop family shop thing. Let's go check them out. So I've got... Well, yes, a lot of people did on Tuesday get uh, bans from the comment section, which was actually really funny. But I've got two guests, apparently, tonight. Um, one of which is a semi-regular on this show, Mr. Will Darty. I think semi-regular is a little bit of a stretch. We'll say I've like been on here once, twice, maybe. You need more fiber if you're not that regular, then. Oh, don't, don't worry about me. That's what the coffee's for. <laughs> I got it taken care of right here. Uh, makes you more regular? Oh, absolutely. I drink it all day, and then I wake up every morning regular as always. <laughs> Thanks for your patience for me today, though. I was having some technical difficulties on the computer, so didn't think I was going to make it. Uh, it happens. But uh, we've got a guest tonight who's running for an office. He, uh, he'd be doing some politicking. Hell yeah, um, that's that's what we do in the Libertarian Party, right? Yeah. So uh, we've got, I'm not even going to try and say his last name. I'm going to say Tub and I'll let him say his last name because I will butcher it. Like I will Casey Anthony kill this thing. Um, so Mr. Tub from Jacksonville, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. It's actually pronounced Smith, just as it looks. now i I do want to tell you that you know you come on you say hey listen at some point watch you like on youtube or something because you're probably going to get banned off of facebook and i'm thinking here it is here's the night right here because i have been openly saying that you know what get ready for podcast history tonight because i'm going to be on here and then earlier today it kind of hit me i'm like wait a minute sometimes things that fail miserably make history also so one way or another, this is going to shake out. I like the way that you think. Either way, we're going to go down in infamy, perhaps. But uh, I like that. Now, hang on, Will. You like the way that I think? So far. Right. I mean, I, from going by what I've heard, I didn't think you would. But that's cool. <laughs> well, we're 15 seconds in. Let's give it some time. You can still disappoint me for sure. Oh, no, I'm going to disappoint you. Let there be no doubt about that. The disappointment is going to happen. But I'm just talking about for other reasons I thought you wouldn't be so cool with me. Okay. Okay. Well, I uh, I'm pretty cool with everybody. It's pretty hard to be uh, on my dislike list. Chris pretty much occupies it on his own, <laughs> and that's about it. There's hardly any room for anybody else. So I think you'll be okay. Right. Okay. I just figured I got background. I got stuff in my life that I figured I heard that you weren't so open with. That's all. Oh, I'd like to hear. Like for real? Like this is the conversation we're gonna have? This is the conversation we're well, gonna have. Come on. Well, you know I'm a pastor, right? Okay. Well. It was kind of brought to my attention. You're very much not in that world of a pastor. Um, well, no, that's very true. I'm definitely not in that world of a pastor. I, I don't think they'd let me in uh, on a pulpit by any means. Uh, oh, no, I'm here. I'm here very much like, I, you know, because I started posting that I'm going to be on the show and stuff. And it started kind of people are saying, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. It's going to be great. And then they're like, how are you going to be with Will? And I'm like, I think I'm going to be fine with him. Why? I've got a and picture like, of well, Jesus you know, in my living room. I mean, come on. You know, but they're like, like, well, no, in his background, I'm like, oh, all right, well, we'll see how it goes. But, you know, they had a little, like, not, they, they were like the opposite of Christian, is what they were saying about you. Wow, I'm insulted. I mean, I, I, I like to identify as a Christian who says fuck. 
That's that's my religion. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, I'm a Christian who does not. All right. That's fair. That's fair. They frown upon that in the church. If you get here and start preaching, just drop an S bomb on them, that you lose a lot of stuff. Hey, I believe in the teachings of Jesus. Uh, I believe in God. I'm not the most organized religious um, adherer, but I, I consider myself a very spiritual person and uh, definitely hey, respect what you do. We're good. You don't have to explain to me. I, we're, we're good. Jesus tells me to love everybody, even the heathens. We're good. Amen. <laughs> and I am one. That's right. So this is all of the, hey, we have no plan to what's going on. I love it. All right. So let's talk about, let's talk about uh, how does, and we'll get to your race, of course, eventually. So how does your religion and politics tie together? Do you consider yourself kind of in the Christian libertarian, Christian anarchist kind of realm? Okay, uh, so he, here's what I often, and I know we don't want to do the campaign speech type stuff, um, but, but in reality, this is a real question, something I've really had to deal with. And, and so I, I'm able to explain it. you got to understand that for me personally, I'm a very strict Christian. Like I, I walk a certain line. I, you know, I believe I'm, I have to be all in, okay, uh, which does kind of conflict a little bit with libertarianism. And, and so – I've had to do the explanation and the explanation, I don't know how in depth you want to get with this, but um, my complaint is that Christians have gotten lazy and they don't want to go out and make disciples. They want to get people in office to make rules, to make people act like disciples. Very that true. doesn't work. It's never worked. It's not, it's not the plan biblically either. So I've mentioned about how the apostle Paul, when he went into towns, he would not go in and say, Hey, find the political leaders and say, Hey, make a bunch of laws to make these people act right. Instead, what he did was go in and make disciples. So what it shows us is if you go make disciples, people will naturally change their behavior and the things inside the city change. So with that being the thinking, um, I, I'm not called to make laws to make people act like Christians. I am personally called to go make disciples. And so I kind of learned that there's no conflict inside of those things that I can I can see that people doing things. And I don't have to condone them and I don't have to approve of them, but they have their right to do them. And, and it's just that when you tell me you're a Christian, which, you know, you being a Satanist, this doesn't apply to you. But uh, when, you tell me, when you tell me as a Christian, uh, this is who you are, then I, I believe that there are certain standards and guidelines as a Christian you're called to live, but not the people who don't call themselves Christians. 100%. I think that you hit the nail on the head. And I think that applies to every cultural and social norm and set of rules that we want people to follow. It's it's uh, we don't want them enforced by laws. You can have your beliefs. You can have your morals. I think I have a really strict code of morals for myself, probably not the same strictness as yours. Um, but that's the point of libertarianism is that those things don't belong on law books. They don't belong they don't. in courtrooms. They belong in families and in households and between two people. And, and, and like uh, I, there was actually an incident here in town where two uh, councilmen were bragging on how they're getting this strip club shut down. And like I made this big stand about how um, that's wrong. Like they have no right. And everybody started coming at me a little bit like, hey, but you're the Christian. I'm like, listen, I don't have to agree with what they're doing, but they have that right to do it. Because if we're not cautious at some point, that could be us. That could, that could be them coming after our church or your business or whatever it happens to be. And we have to kind of get out of this thinking that says, well, if it's happening to them, it's their problem. we got to be willing to get in the fight with them also. And taking their means away to commit that sin doesn't change their reason for wanting to do it. And no, that's, you know, that's what do. we're trying to address. Yeah, they'll find another place. 
Like that. Like let's let's be honest. You shut that place down, there'll be another one. And the wound isn't healed. The the psychological, the internal problem that is causing somebody to rely on a vice isn't healed. Whenever somebody tries to take the vice away with legislation, no, no. In fact, it, it, usually what it, unfortunately what it does is it causes them to go in a nasty direction. Sometimes, like they'll they'll start breaking the law. They'll do other things that they have to do in order to get what they're getting at. Absolutely. Um, so what do you think, Tub, about uh, – there's a chapter in 2 Samuel, and I uh, I consider this kind of fundamental to my beliefs. You don't have your okay. Bible handy? What kind of pastor are Actually, you? I, I, have one, <laughs> I, I have one right there. I didn't – listen, once again, I didn't think you'd be the guy trying to throw Bible stuff at me. So, so, I, yeah, I mean, so there's a chapter in 2 Samuel where the Israelites okay. are asking uh, God for a king, and who do they talk to? Who was the priest in charge of them? Was it Levi? No. Um, it, we were just talking about this the other day. Uh, it was, it, it was Samuel. <laughs> it was Samuel. Okay. It was Samuel. And so that's when they asking, got Saul. Right. That's when they got Saul. So they're asking him for a king. And he said, no, they're going to take, uh, you know, eighth of your fields. They're going to take your men and send them to war. They're going to, um, you know, tax you and, and everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting that, uh, from the fundamental formation of the, uh, you know, Royal line in Israel, um, they initially should have been against a king against having rulers and government. But that was his point. He's like, I'll do it, but this is a really bad idea. And you guys will exactly. ultimately end up regretting this. Yep. And, yeah, and, and of, sure enough. Yeah. A lot of people it, bring up, bring up, they say, well, but they got David. Like, yeah, it looks great. The first couple generations. And then it goes really bad really quickly from there on. He, he, even David didn't do so well himself. But once again, well, it, it, it's the idea they said, okay, fine, if this is what you want to do. And I believe God does this with us. He's like, hey, if that's what you want to go and do, best of luck to you. And, and when it doesn't play out right, don't be surprised. You still reap what you sow. Yep. And, and like, yeah, I can be forgiven, but I still do a lot of stupid things, and I still got to pay the consequences of those stupid things. I mean, you came yeah. on this podcast, so you're, you're definitely it is. I didn't want to be the one to say it, but since you threw it out there, then yeah, you, you know. <laughs> This will be regretted. <laughs> we, uh, one thing I've kind of started doing, especially speaking to more like conservative Christians that vote conservative and then, uh, also are Christian. Um, and they start talking about banning drugs and banning this and banning that. And I, I asked him, I said, well, what's the first real story in the Bible tell you is that God had a prohibition on one apple and even that prohibition for God didn't work. So what makes us so arrogant that we think it worked? Dude, like you had one thing and you couldn't stay away from that one thing. So let's yeah, if we use that as our model, we should go, this is a failed idea from the start. Mm -hmm. But what, once again, I think that leads into, though, it's the idea that banning it doesn't make it go away. And people are still going to do it anyhow. Yep. Absolutely. Just, so, oh, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, yeah, just, just make it, try to make it safer to do. Not that heroin is safe. But there are safer ways to do heroin, I guess, uh, cleaner needles and the likes. And, and, you know, that that's the thing that we have to deal with, because, you know, as people talk to libertarians, they always think that we want to go down this crazy path of every, oh, you just want everybody to do this. And, and I often say that just because it's legal doesn't mean people are going to do it. And, and, and so I, I think that the, the outlawing it doesn't make it any better, because if you look, people are still doing those things anyway. Absolutely, and at a higher rate than ever before, especially when you mm -hmm. factor in the prescription painkillers. I think Ron Paul said it best, just kind of what you just said, Tub. I don't remember if it was 2008 or 2012, but he was in one of the presidential debates in the primaries, and they asked him, 
um, about legalizing heroin. And he asked the crowd, he said, who in here would do heroin if it was legal tomorrow? And of, of course, nobody raised their hands. Right. Um, but that's the point. Everyone who's going to do it is already doing it. He's already doing it. They're already doing it. And, and now listen, we could travel down this road because, you know, how libertarians are and we all kind of feel a certain way. And, and I think that once again, I, I, even as a pastor, they have the right to go do those things. Now, not the people in our church. I want to make that abundantly clear. The people in our church, no, no, if you profess to be a Christian, you don't know. I don't care if they do make heroin legal. You are not going and doing it. So let, let's let's talk about that for a second. So what drugs? Well, no, 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 no. I'm not changing my mind. Do. We're still not going to do it. All right. Listen, we can legal. Still <laughs> what not, what about? That, that will not be our welcome to Acts 2 church type thing. Hey, come on to Acts 2 church. Well, we give you heroin. We're not doing that. <laughs> okay, but what? What drugs are allowed? What drugs would you consider, or if there are any that you consider, permissible by God? Permissible by God? Uh, I, I would – okay, we walk a strange line here because I personally would say, well, there's none. There's none because we – because here's what happens. When you start saying it like that, we have the ability, and sometimes too much, we abuse those things. True. So I walk the safe line and say, let's assume none of them are. And then we don't follow down that line of abuse. So do you include alcohol in that category? Oh, listen, I, 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 now I will tell you this, that I personally, and I, with people in our church, I, I look at it biblically, and I, I think there's nothing wrong. If you want to sit at your house, you want to have a glass of, well, it's a good thing I'm saying this, if you want to have a bottle of beer or a glass of wine, you're perfectly fine. Drunkenness is the problem. And so I tell everybody, so we don't walk that line of some churches where if you're doing this, you're all wrong, and you're going straight to hell. Uh, that would be a lie, and more importantly. Uh, but like I said, the drunkenness is the problem. So I always default to be cautious. Now, um, as we start getting into the areas of legalizing marijuana and stuff like that, um, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I tell people in the church that I hate that we have to play it this way, but we follow the laws of God so long as they're not contrary to the laws of man. So if you want to smoke some weed because listen we understand the medicinal purposes of marijuana and so if you if you think that you can take a couple hits at the end of the day and it kind of settles you down and everything kind of works better not necessarily against that what i just tell people inside the church is this nasty game that we have to play and let them legalize it or go get your miracle medical marijuana card and then do those things and if nothing else if you get caught with it you can't get in trouble but once again, be cautious how you use it. Don't abuse it. So I'm gonna. I'm sorry for pushing you in a corner here, Tub. I'm just very, I'm very curious in your beliefs and the philosophy surrounding this. What about psychedelic mushrooms? So, um, <laughs> I, let me be honest. Can I get back to you on that one? You can, but I just want. Okay. You know, Genesis 129 says that God gave us every seed bearing fruit for plant, or every seed bearing plant for food. So okay. I, I go off of that as 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 my law, but um, yeah. Think, think about I'll, it. Just think it over. I would say that, so let, uh, at least, like, in some of the older churches that have, like, you know, the stained glass and all the murals and everything in the in the, the main hall, uh, LSD would make church really interesting. <laughs> that would make it wild. Once again, people would show up then. And, 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 <laughs> you know, now, I, I don't know how often you guys mention LSD, but, like, when – you guys, I think, was it last week? I, I think it was you. Well, I know it was you who said it, Will. And you were talking about how if Spike Cohen went and did a thing with Joe Rogan, that at the end of the night he had to go drop some LSD and rethink his whole life. Yep. And yep. so I, I, now there's a couple things about that one is I don't know how often you guys talk about LSD on the show. Clearly, weekly. This um, is twice. That's it. 
You just happen to catch them both. I just happen to catch both. Uh huh. That's like people I catch in the church doing something wrong. Pastor, you just caught me just right now. I, I'm never doing this. I swear, I swear, Pastor. I've never talked about LSD on this podcast before. I, I've never done. I've never beat my wife. Just this time, you see me right now. <laughs> so, uh, oh. along those lines, um, with you mentioned about Spike, I, I, I have to make sure that Spike Cohen does not see this. Okay. Because uh, okay, same, we had this back. back and forth. You spent a lot of time watching this show, I'm sure. <laughs> all right, so all right, so all right, but you had him on here, didn't you? Three times. Three times. Good. You you dealt with that man for three times. I've 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 spent a lot of time around him. Just, oh, above he, him. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, but the thing is, he had this ongoing thing about how he's right and I'm wrong. And, 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 I, and I keep trying to clear it up with him. No, no, that, that's not how this goes. I, I'm pretty sure that I'm right. Spike just might be wrong. And it doesn't make a difference what topic it is. Just assume all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we do want to get, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, we do want to get into the race a little bit. Um, okay. So did you want to go through and kind of tell everybody what you're running for, where, all the good details? I think you already know all those. I'll let you go ahead since you are the host. No. So, yeah, actually, what it is is uh, I'm here in Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm running for city council at large five. And what we always have to remember and what I always have to explain to everybody is that I technically rep- will have a chance to represent the whole city. Um, so it's not it's not specific district. Like we have two other gentlemen who are running as libertarians also during this cycle, this upcoming cycle. And, and uh, that's Eric Parker. He's running in district two and Tracy Robeson, who's running in district eight. So we got a big deal that we're going to have three libertarians on side on the ballot, which is huge all in itself. So being at at large five uh, where those guys are district specific, I'm the whole city. So basically for me, it's equivalent to like running for mayor. And in that we're talking, it's over 800,000 people. In fact, depending on how the numbers come out, it's going to be even higher than that. So it's a big calling in all honesty. And what it's really turning into is turning into a great opportunity, if nothing else, to really spread around the word of libertarians, because this isn't this is any other city where, you know, you have one of the two letters. And that's where you camp out at. And so I'm having a, I'm actually having a good time, as crazy as it sounds, explaining the differences, explaining how we're not them. So we, we, we do that. Uh, actually, the reason I got involved was because of the church. Um, a few years back, we got shut down by the fire department because we didn't have a certificate of use. So even though we had already been in the building for six years, or actually that's about four or five years at that point, but there was a church that was here before us for six years. All that time, none of this stuff was ever done. And then all of a sudden they found out and this piece of paper, it's a piece of paper, was reason enough that this building was no longer safe. So we got shut down through that. And, and listen, that's a whole other explanation. I actually have a video for that on my website at tubforjacks.com. And um, you can go ahead and watch it. I kind of explained it out a little bit about why that happened. But um, going through that process and going through the city and how things work, I realized, man, it's a train wreck. So like, you know, just the way things are going. And so, hey, nice job right there. All right. So, um, so by seeing that, I just was like, you know what? I started watching it and started getting more involved. And I realized um, that I, I'm a person, as all libertarians, I like to complain because that's what we do. And, and then, but I often tell people, I'm like, listen, you can't complain and do nothing. And, and then I finally, one day, it kind of hit me that as I'm going through all this stuff, I realized not too long ago, I go, wait a minute, um, that applies to me also. 
Like I can't tell people don't complain. And here I am doing all this complaining. I have to do something. And it, and it really just, as things kind of moved, it turned into a run for city council. Heck yeah. Yeah. So I would say <clears throat> just tying all of it together, we'll get back on the, the politics real quick, but I would say pushing, trying to push libertarianism to people is very similar to, oh, I shouldn't even say push, um, <clears throat> trying to sell people on libertarianism. I would say it's very similar in my opinion to being a, a church leader because you're either selling it to someone who already wants it and already agrees, or you're selling uh-huh. it to someone who doesn't want it or doesn't know that they want it and doesn't show a lot of interest. I've done a lot of uh, events and stuff talking to, you know, normal Americans where <clears throat> they don't even know what libertarian stands for. They think we're like liberals that have guns or something like that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, trying to sell it to them is a lot like having like, you know, that's, that's kind of the funny thing about you is that you're, you're the two most controversial topics in America right now, religion and politics. I can't and, talk uh, to anybody. I, I can't talk to anybody. About anybody. Like, Thanksgiving, very quiet. I just sit there and eat. I, I eat and leave. It's like, all right, y'all, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> because you're right. Cause those are the two things. That, and I often talk about, I tell people, I'd be like, Hey, uh, like I'll talk to people that like, hey, I'm like, hey, you know those two things you can't really talk about. And everybody says, oh, religion and politics, and they'll laugh at me because they know a lot of people know I'm a pastor. And I'll be like, oh, and I'm running for city council now. <laughs> and, and, and it just, it, but I think you're right in that there is a connection. There is a connection of okay, trying to explain to somebody something that they really don't understand, and that's Jesus. Also, a lot of people think they understand Jesus, you know, like Will there and his Satanism with Jesus, um, but they think they have this understanding of who Jesus is. And, and, and they don't. And so you got to kind of explain it to them. And I think libertarianism is very similar to that. So what, uh, how do you think that Jesus himself ties into libertarianism? How do you feel like the gospel and a view of freedom can align? If you think about it, once again, he kept the priorities and the beliefs of Christianity to those who are going to adhere to it. Because uh, he's very clear about, okay, if you're in, you're in. If you're out, you're out. And he wasn't worried about making, once again, he wasn't worried about making them act like him. He wasn't worried about making them become in this group. If you're in, you're in, you're out, you're out. Okay. So do you think that the sell your cloak and buy a sword verse applies to AR-15s? <laughs> no, all right, so my message, my message for Sunday is getting all messed up now. So... <laughs> I hope your church members all have AR-15s or they are not real Christians. Uh, you can tell no, them. I, I, <laughs> you know what's funny is that we, we – um, how do we put this? We are a gun-friendly church, and um, and that's not because of libertarians or anything like that. It's just that we're in the South, and that's what we do. And uh, there used to be this kind of joke around the building that we had an old uh, elder that used to be in our church. And he mentioned – he said, listen, he goes, if anybody ever comes in and shoots up this building – you better get down because there's going to be a lot in the crossfire. Yeah. And so we, now I, I will tell you, as far as ARs, I don't know. I mean, I guess I can take that survey on Sunday and get back to you about that also. So I got, <laughs> um, we're, go, we're going with hallucinogenic mushrooms, yeah. right, from Genesis. And now we're going with ARs as far yeah. as equivalent to the sword. Hey, if you take the modern weaponry argument, then yeah, you're fine. 
That's that's the argument that I take on both those issues. I think you know where I stand now. So I want to hear what your church has to say about it for sure. All right, I, 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 you let me know how I get back to. We'll do a follow up to this or something. Uh, hey, sorry we ruined the podcast, but we'll do this again and we'll see how well, it plays out. Don't worry, we'll we're we'll on one of your church services. You can run our podcast. We'll just go back and forth. It's fine. <laughs> we'll show them to your church once. <laughs> Can, no, can, all this was going pretty Chris well. Chris and I deliver a message to your church is what we're trying to ask. It was all like, going pretty well. So right about there. Just a little right video <laughs> before the service starts. Just a little video. Should, should the little video be like, um, this is your chance to run in fear right now? or like? Uh, no, just so, to encourage them to re-examine their gun safe and make sure that they're adhering to God's standards. That's all. Yeah, listen, uh, like I said, I, I don't know if I can go as far as ARs, but I can definitely tell you about just guns overall. We're okay. Heck yeah. And, in heck fact, yeah. it's kind of funny because, like, I, I make it abundantly clear that I always have my gun on me, always. And, and people are like, well, why do you tell people? I say, listen, if people know you're armed, they're less apt to mess with you. And, and so I'm like, hey, let it be known. And that way then there's less chance that I have to worry about it. I, uh, the church okay. I used to go to before I quit, going to like organized religious services. Oh, hurts. Uh, you cut me real deep here. But uh um the the church I was going to had anywhere from twelve to fifteen gun store owners that went there every Sunday. And uh let me tell you something, it's about the same. Like somebody walk in there trying to do some bad stuff. Uh it's basically it's like trying to rob a police station. That's the way I'll equate That's it to you know, that's when you tell them, hey, listen, if you want to give to the church, but you don't have any money on hand, you feel free to throw in some stuff from the shop. <laughs> some non-mill. Non-mill awesome. is white and gold. You don't care man. about this. Just throw this in. It's fine. <laughs> I wonder if one time, if one time in one church, somebody just said, right, I got no cash on me, but clunk, here you go. Like, I would love <laughs> to see how that played out. I want to I want okay, to church now. there's now, three Sunday. things. Three things I got to get back to about. <laughs> I'm going to go to church on Sunday and just like drop a couple of rounds of nine mil and five, five, six in the offering plate. See what happens. See what happens. Now, let's be honest, though. You've already started cheating it. I'm talking about drop the whole gun. In. No. All right. Oh. Not just rounds. Oh. Ah, so where's your commitment then? Where are you really in? Wow, oh, just throw some rounds in. Who cares about that? You don't that? love Jesus. You don't yeah, you don't. Give Jesus a Walter they, or a Glock or something. Maybe, maybe, maybe they told a, me about the wrong point. one. They, they got the wrong one telling me who the Satanist one is. Now we know who really loves Jesus. <laughs> I, I would definitely put my gun in the, in the offering bucket, Pastor. I would give my gun. Right, so if you need to find some way to safely mail it to the church, we'll accept that also. Okay. Like, unless so, you want to do the drive, if you want to come on down, that's fine. But I'm saying it's probably easier to just mail it. In fact, if you're unsure about how to get to the church, I'll just give you my home address. Okay. I'm just going to put it in Manila envelope and, like, label it psychedelic mushrooms and send it right to you. It'll be fine. <laughs> but what happens if the church doesn't agree with it? Uh, Well, it's going to be a Glock. It's fine. Hopefully they'll agree with that. No, the church will be fine with the Glock. The mushroom talk we got to find out about. It's just a cover so the cops don't notice or the post office doesn't get suspicious. <laughs> Actually, I don't think it's going to make much difference. Do you know we just had a thing on the news just to, was it today or yesterday? And they're talking about how a mailman just got arrested because he admitted to stealing money out of cards. Ooh, wow. And if you think, listen, if he's willing to steal $20 from somebody's grandmother for a birthday yes. gift to a kid, your mushrooms and your gun are both gone. 
You're right. That's low, but you're absolutely right. What's What's funny is I I run a gun store out of my house, and I have probably close to like tens of thousands of dollars worth of guns coming in every month. None of my male people mess with any of it. They they just here take it. Like well, there's a fear also. Oh yeah, they know that's what you have. Once again, it's that you let them know this is what I have. They're they're less up to mess with you. So the theory holes in all places. It, it, it's still there. <laughs> I'm more of a concealed guy myself. I want I want them to uh, you know try it and we'll see how it ends. But maybe that's probably the wrong mindset. But Tub, how has your church body helped you with this run? Have they supported you? Do you try to keep those things separated? Do you try to include them? How does that work? Okay, so if, I, I have been, because here's what I'm always afraid of. I, I never want myself or anybody like that to abuse their position. And, and to use things out of guilt or they feel like they should be doing something. So I, I have a level of keeping it separate. Uh, I will tell you that I came to the church beforehand. And I, I just kind of came and said, I, wanna, I, I talked to the church leadership first. And I was like, hey, guys, I really think the way this is moving, I'm going to end up running for city council. So I kind of met with them first, got some wise counsel out of them, and we talked about it. And then I brought it to church leadership, and then I brought it to the church. And I was just kind of, hey, guys, I, I really think this is where God's leading me. I think this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I explained to them why. And of course, a lot of them were here for all that mess with the city. So they understood that part of it. Um, so when I brought it to them, I said, hey, listen, I, I want the church's approval because there's going to be a level of, um, well, there, there might be some kickback, you know, because of libertarianism versus, you know, the, the church in a sense, the people who are uninformed. Um, but then there, there's also the, the level of there's going to be times where uh, scheduling conflicts, stuff along those lines will happen. Uh, so they were they were truly they were just all on board with it. They're like they were all good with it. Uh, and, and so now um, we're getting ready to um, get closer to start really doing a full on charge to get petitions signed, because naturally they got to find a way to try to keep us off the ballot. So I, I figured the best thing for us to do is do petitions because we stick it to them two ways because they don't get our money either. And now they have to go through all of them. So, uh, so we, uh, they, they've been very open to, hey, when we're ready to do that, hey, how do we get out there? How do we help you get petitions and all signed? Uh, some people have taken on stickers and yard signs. They've given to the campaign already. So they, they're okay with it. That's awesome. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. Well, me too, because, you know, they turn on you. And then I got to shoot all them and it just turns sideways. So is there a, um, is your church body, would you say more conservative to Republican leaning as a whole or the average member? Or are they pretty open to libertarianism whenever you bring it up? Oh, okay. So we, we actually have as crazy as this. Now we're not a big church, uh, but we actually have some registered libertarians inside the church. And, and they've been libertarians for years, so it's not just like all of a sudden this. Um, but then as a whole, the others, I would say, probably lean more towards Republican, conservative, stuff along those lines. And, and so for certain ways, it's not, it wasn't a big jump for them to understand libertarianism until I started telling them, hey, you know, Republicans are wrong also. Y you know, um, and, and when you try to explain to them, you know, once again, almost like we were saying that, you know, Jesus wasn't a Republican. What? And so I, I think they've been kind of open to it. I think that the ones who are willing to have the conversation, because you got to understand, some people don't care either way. Like they, they don't care about politics. They, 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 that's the least of what they have going on in life. In fact, in a lot of ways, my wife is that person. In a lot of ways, she just does, she does stuff with me just because she goes, oh, I guess I have to. 
you, you know, because overall she's not she's not big into those type of things. But the people that I've had the conversations with, they've been very open to the idea of, hey, this, these libertarians might actually be on to something. Awesome. Heck, yeah, and I love that you're using that position you've got over people and influencing people to to bring that into the conversation. So good on you. Like I said, I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you though. I do try to be cautious with it. I, I, I don't want, like I said, I don't want to steer anybody a certain way. I want them to decide this is what's good and this is what's bad. Um, even like right here in town, we had the big issues where you know we're trying to get everybody to get vaccines and everything. And um, there have been churches here in town that they're doing things at the church. Oh, bring a man in that Sunday after service where we got the. And, and I think that's, I think that's horrible. Like I, the idea of that's horrible. Now, I personally, I don't care who in here gets the vaccination. Don't care. But I don't think we should be steering anybody in the direction of it. Allow them to make that choice. So there are certain things I kind of intentionally fall back on because I don't ever want them to go, well, Tub said this or Tub said that. So this is what I'm going to do. No, you make that decision on your own. Okay. I like that. Well, I'm, hey, you know why? Well, because I'm legit. That, that, that's, I just want you to understand that. I do want to tell you something, Tub. I know you said you were married, but there is this Melissa girl in the comments, and she seems to be commenting a lot. I think you might have a shot with her. I just want to throw that out there. Just consider. What's she look it. like? She all right? Um, Can you tell? She all right? I don't. I don't know if I'm allowed to comment on that, but so you better know. We'll leave that one alone. Fire. She says fire. Answer. So I think you might have a shot. Just you know, you may try something after the show. Just a hint. Let me see. What, did she get her to post her number on there or something? We'll see. We'll see how really involved she is. Melissa, if you're watching do this, not, please post your number. Tub's do, interested. Do not do that. Do not <laughs> yeah, do, don't that. do that. Don't do, do that. Not Listen, do that. my wife is way smarter than that. You'll be fine. She's like, that's an idiot. I'm not going to put my number up there. You never I'm know. surprised he's even willing to watch. Like, Tub, you're an idiot. Why am I going to watch that for 45 minutes? <laughs> but, yeah, I appreciate you stopping by tonight. Uh, so, Tub for Jax, is that where people can go to donate and, you know, volunteer and yes, all sir. that? Awesome. Yes, sir. Um, the website's up there. It's fully functioning. Uh, we just recently added the. I don't know how. Are you? I don't know if this is your way of tub. I'm done with you. It's time to go. But um, <laughs> I, I, I have the window on there now because I, I listen. I hate Facebook. Okay, I'm just. Gonna, I'm just going to tell you, I hate Facebook. I was off Facebook for about ten years, and my life was just fine. And doing the campaign, I realized, guess what? It's time to jump into that necessary evil again. And so they can actually go, hey, that, listen, that's an ugly guy, but that's a nice website. Now, look at that family <laughs> right there. How do you not vote for that family? True. I really like the uh, little old LP logo up in the top left-hand corner. That's classy, too. Hey. Oh, look. Hey, there we are, Chris. We're on his website. Heck, yeah. All right. Look how much your world is improving from this. Donate now, guys. <laughs> Donate now. That, that, that is it. You are exactly right, Will. Donate now. Now, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. We're not going crazy trying to raise funds. Here, here's what I tell everybody. I, I want to raise just enough money to pay for the things as we progress. Like as we get street signs, as we get stickers, I, like that's all I want. I, I, I don't want to go crazy with it because uh, I think that that's part of the problem inside of politics. The guy, one of the Republicans that is already in the race, he's already got that. Last time I looked, he had almost $100,000 already in. And we're over a year and a half almost out of this still. And, and so I'm like, I, like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to raise the extra money. And it's funny because when I went down to register and she explained to me, I said, well, what do we do when the campaign's over? And let's say we haven't used all the money. She goes, well, you could pay yourself. And, and I kind of looked at her and like, she goes, yeah, she goes, that's kind of what you do. You can pay all that money. I'm like, that's absurd. Like, like there is no reason that should be allowed to happen. 
And, but that's what, and I, unfortunately, I believe that's probably a level of what some people do. You know, they'll run just so they can get some money. And if it doesn't work out, shut it down and walk away with some money. And so, uh, listen, we, we, do, we do need funding, obviously. Unfortunately, that's a necessary evil also. But I, I, don't, want to, I, I don't want thousands and thousands of dollars. I, I would be happy if people are willing to give a little bit now, wait a few months, give a little bit again, and just kind of keep us moving through the process. So with okay. that being said, go to tubforjacks.com and unload your entire bank account into his. Uh, help <laughs> Thank him. you. <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on my subtlety. I was hoping one of you would. I was hoping one of you would be like, that's great, Tub, but we really want to help you. So but thanks, Will. Thanks for nothing. I appreciate it. I already <laughs> contributed my piece. I'm done. Well, your piece was go do it. That was That's all you said was <laughs> go do it. And are we talking about mushrooms or donating? I'm still confused. But go do it either way. <laughs> I'm, okay. Neither. Right now. Jeez. Is that is that your going away music? Is that my all right? Sorry, sorry, you no, my music. phone my phone started ringing. I usually have it muted, and it just it wasn't. Use your ringtone from nineteen thirty five. What the hell was no, that? It's the uh, it's the uh, the the bar music from Star Wars. Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? That's right. From from Return yeah. of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got nothing there. Yeah, y'all enjoy your conversation. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with that, we, we do appreciate you stopping by. Um, is there any last plugs you want to make before? Nah, we covered them. We're good. Just hit, <laughs> hit up the website. Look me up. At, uh, like, you know, what, what are we going to do? Like, for real. Um, no, just go to the website, tubforjacks.com, and also on Facebook, also tubforjacks. Awesome. All right. Well, we appreciate it, Tom. Guys, I appreciate yeah. it. Well, I'll get back to you. Let me know how to get a hold of you, and I'll get some answers for you. You got it. I'll add you. Well, All right, guys. Uh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you stopping by, man. I'll uh, next time I see Spock, I'll let him know that you came on. No, the show no, 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 no. <laughs> hold on, hold on. In fact, I'll, I'll when him, you post it, intentionally block him from this. I'll tell him you said that he killed Jesus. So, uh... oh, that would be funny. That that would be okay. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> that would be it's funny. Kinda, it's a little true. It's, it, exactly, it is. And, and Will, maybe you're not quite the heathen I thought you were, brother. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Good night, sir. All right, thanks, guys. Oh, God. Well, I'm that not was... the heathen, quite the heathen he thought I was. I feel like I just, my confidence just skyrocketed. I, I really feel a lot better about myself tonight, so that was that was great. Uh, I think you knew coming into this, I am, in fact, that heathen. I am <laughs> the alcoholic with bad intentions. That was a great show, though. I uh, I love having somebody on who has new topics to bring to the table, things we never discuss on here. So that was fantastic. I love that discussion. Yeah, I uh, I actually found out last night through a guy who we've had on the show before, Eric Parker, mm-hmm. that he he that uh, I'm not going to say his last name. Uh, Tub uh, is a pastor, so I, I thought that was interesting. I was like, ooh, this will be a good topic for tomorrow. Uh, I figured I figured you would take the lead on this. I kind of just sat back. I was like. <laughs> yeah, I like I like talking about that kind of thing. But that's awesome, man. We're going to have people from all different walks of life running for office. Uh, let's talk about we have 150 elected libertarians this week. Um, so all walks of life, all beliefs, all occupations. I mean, hey, if, if you're out there and you believe in this stuff, please run for office as a libertarian. Like Chris is doing and I'm doing next year. Let's go. I may be, I may be dropping out of my race. I've not collected any money yet. 
but I may drop out to do some of the other things I have working on that are <clears throat> more near and dear to my heart. So, well, you know, you you host the greatest podcast on the internet, so I think you're contributing enough to this movement. Yeah, the Tuesday night shows are going well, aren't they? Wow! <laughs> no, don't, don't look, don't look, Pastor. <laughs> Not cool. Oh, uh, that was that was pretty good though. Um, but no, yeah. So, yeah, we didn't actually. I didn't actually cover a lot of news on Tuesday. We covered the election, and then uh, if you didn't see that, David uh, Byrd and I basically just talked for three and a half hours. It was great. I didn't watch all of it, but I caught some of it. It was good stuff. I didn't watch all of it either, and I was there. I was. <laughs> I, We're I having him on once, aren't we? Aren't we going to have him on this show? Uh, we can have him on this show. We can. I can schedule him. I got his number. I thought he deal. was scheduled already. Isn't he scheduled like next month or something? Is he? I could have sworn he is, but yeah, I like him. I, I used to watch Fight for Liberty like over a year ago before I ever thought about doing a podcast. So De- December ninth. That's it. He'll be here. Let's go. He, he gets to follow up Whitney Bayou or B-L-U Bayou, whatever her last name is. The LNC chair. Yeah, that'll be tough. Bill U. Um, awesome. Awesome. Nobody's going to compete with Martha Bueno, though, let's be honest right now. Everybody everybody is downhill from here, but that's okay. We, we, we because, peaked. We're done. Because, because she claimed you? That's right. I am Martha <laughs> Bueno's host. I am the real host. Look at me. I'm host now. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah i can, can i talk about how excited you were when you bagged that uh that schedule i was excited yeah you sure it was yeah so he he's like dude do you have any idea like no i think i think you text me like dude can we schedule martha brain i was like i don't care sure and you were so excited when she said yes he's he like I can't believe she said yes. It was. <laughs> oh, uh, I thought we were uh, way uh, under her radar. She, uh, yeah, she, she, uh, she's one of those people like Spike and a lot of them. They'll, they'll do just about any podcast. And Spike keeps reminding me, I, we are evidence that he will do just about any podcast. <laughs> so I will do any podcast. See, guys, I'm on that shit. But yeah, um, yeah. libertarians are cool like that. You know, we've got, uh, we've got a lot of things to say. We, we have a lot of ways to give back to this movement. It seems like. Everybody using it for the right reasons is willing to put the work in, even if it's a little bit um, below them and hedonistic, according to uh, Pastor Tubb. Yeah. So he's down there laughing. I can see him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I could see him, probably. But uh, yeah, so we, I think that the last report that's come out is what, over 400 elected libertarians nationwide now, 115 now, yeah. of them just from Tuesday night. Yeah, I think Pennsylvania had like 110 uncontested races. That's insane. But good on them for filling those races with somebody. Um, the Pennsylvania Libertarian Party, you know, I've got my criticism for them in general because I'm a Mises guy. Um, but they are operating incredibly well. Their fundraising is incredible. Um, Kevin Gayen gone. I, I don't know how to say his last name, but he he's doing a freaking killer job there with everything he's doing as executive director. So LPPA, um, while I would like them to uh, lean more our, our way and not be so anti-Mises, I think that they are definitely a shining example of what a state LP should look like as far as the functionality goes. Yeah, I mean, if, if anybody takes away anything from this week, it should definitely be that races can be won. 
you just have to be organized. You have to be willing to do the work. Uh, just because you're libertarian doesn't mean that you can't be in charge of somebody and you can't be a boss and tell them what to do. I've I've seen a lot of campaigns where it's like like this hippie drum circle where no one's in charge and we're all just going to have our opinions and we're not going to do anything. That doesn't win nothing. You Someone has to be in charge. Someone has to make the decisions. It's usually not supposed to be the candidate. It's supposed to be the campaign manager. True. Any good campaign manager will tell you that. True. The, the candidate is an employee for the campaign manager, even though the campaign pays the campaign manager, but it's, it's, yeah, that's, that's how it should work is you've, you've got to have that structure and you've got to be dedicated and you've got to put all the other crap aside. Um, and I think that's why I'm probably going to step away. Cause I, if I can't dedicate a hundred percent of my time to it, it's, I, I shouldn't do it. So I'm running for labor commissioner in Oklahoma. And, um, typically that ends up being a two party race or a two candidate race. <clears throat> so the idea is that if I can get 20, 30%, whatever we end up with, which is kind of historically what happens, then we'll have ballot access for the next four years. So I don't have to put a ton of effort into it. I'm going to um, put as much as I can afford between all the other projects I'm working on for the movement. But, you know, um, this isn't, I'm not running to win necessarily. So even though I'm going to pretend that I am, it's a paper ballot kind of game. So I have less, uh, yeah, worry there than you would. Yeah, well, the other thing is, is if I ran, I can't run as a libertarian. I, I don't have the ability to collect several thousand signatures for ballot access. But speaking yeah. of that, hopefully there'll be stuff in the works uh, in the next few weeks that I can announce once we start finalizing some details in the party. Uh, ballot access may be getting a huge win in the state of Tennessee. Good stuff. Can we talk about the new founded coalition yet, or is that still a uh, secret? We didn't we didn't discuss that in the meeting last night. Um, hmm. I'll go I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and make a decision on that. Uh, who who came up with the name for this incredible thing? I think you did. I did. I was <laughs> right. just making sure yeah. you remember. <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah. Like, well, no, that's that's a good assumption that I didn't remember because I barely remember anything. Uh, when I go to when I go to schedule someone for the show, I have to go back in our history and make sure that we've not scheduled them before because I don't remember. Um, like, isn't David fight scheduled next month? You're like, oh, I don't know. I was drunk when I did that. Even if I'm not drunk, I'm like, I don't know. I just work here. Bro. Um, I just work here. Yeah. So the there's been some things going on. And I'm not going to go too much into it because uh, there's still a lot that we have to work out. But the Revolution Coalition is, uh, oh, she says, shut my mouth. Okay. She is, she is in fact in charge and I'm shutting my mouth. Down. Yeah, Jenny, Jenny has a right. She has a right. We'll, she, we'll keep it DL for now. Yeah, I don't remember us discussing it last night. So we'll, uh, we'll but just, just, just remember the name Revolution Coalition. Uh, there may be some big things in the works from that since the name's already slipped out. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Do it. Shut your dirty pie hole. Wow. Shut wow. your mouth. Our most loyal viewers are being a little harsh tonight, guys. Calm down. Our feelings are going to get hurt here. Tonight? Yeah, touche. I remember whenever... What did Jenny call me? Oh, man, on that clubhouse. She called me a cum stain. That's what it was. Am I allowed to say that on here? 
that that's not anywhere close to the worst thing that's probably been said on here. Touche. I have I have openly said that Jorgensen is probably one of the worst candidates that I've seen uh, as far as speaking. I did not kill myself, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she. Um, I I love I love Joe Jorgensen whenever you can engage with her and ask her <clears throat> questions. But as far as her speaking ability, look, she's just she's not Spike Cohen right now. There is one man in this movement who can articulate our ideas better than anybody else, and there's no reason that anybody bootleg. else should have a stage before him. Uh, no, it is it is not bootleg. <laughs> it is Mr. Spike Cohen himself. He is he is our voice until somebody better arises, and uh, I doubt that'll happen for a long, long time. So I, I'm not going to vote for anybody else but him. She said that she had dildos older than you. Gross. You need to change out your dildos, Jenny. That's a that's old, man. Okay, okay. We gotta get the hell off the air. We're getting we're getting deeper and deeper into this hole. Why? I mean, I, we we can dig this hole all the way to China. Oh, but let me remind everybody, libertarian veterans. We have a libertarian party veteran caucus clubhouse meetup in six minutes on Clubhouse LP Veteran Caucus Club. Um, come here, myself and other people who are involved in the caucus, talk about our stories and come tell us your story about how military service influenced libertarianism and your beliefs. Um, and Bootleg, please join us. I already told you about it earlier today, but come on. I'm going to my messages now. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, 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 sent, I sent it to, you know what? I sent it to Christopher Darnell on Facebook. So you might not have got that. You're not supposed to drop my name, bro. I'm I'm autonomous. Nah, it's fine. Excuse it's whatever. me. It's it's Excuse already me. done now. I mean, I used I'm to invisible. go by that on here. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> no, if you said if you sent it to my personal account, then yeah, I did not see it yet. My bad, my bad. But we've got a clubhouse room in six minutes on clubhouse. Well, yeah. What's funny is, uh, I'm actually uh, am I still an admin on that page? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on over there. I'm like, dude, this is their That's thing. Cool. I, I got yelled at once for posting a meme. I was like, I'm done. I, I'll post like <laughs> some really serious shit when I when I'm when I'm in a good mood after some drinking. But I don't. I I'll like I, I'll let them do their thing. See, that's my that's my thing. Whenever I uh, whenever I have a meme I make, if it's funny and like stupid, I add it to NARL page. If it's like real serious and veteran oriented, I put it on the veteran caucus. So I have both for my outlets. Depending <laughs> on the it's nice. Yeah. Got a page for each mood. There was there was one guy I messaged on there. I can't remember his name, but he was asking about how do you join, and I said you have to provide an offering, a sacrifice of uh, a case of rippets, two rolls of dip, and a virgin. And he's like, he's like, well, the virgin might be hard. He said, would you settle for a a roll of dip? And I said, no. <laughs> and it, it, was, it was one of those conversations where like you could tell like it was two vets speaking and it was just so stupid but that's accurate on the, on the rip it and the skull that's accurate we uh <laughs> we do have a website coming out soon and we have filed for non-profit status for 5014c so hey look pastor tub is also a veteran he never says it that's awesome thank you for your service pastor what, um, what, uh, so, what branch was he that's that's uh miss melissa this is, this is melissa Pastor Tubbs, future mistress, because his wife better not find out about this. But she's clearly into him. I don't know. A little, little obsessed, maybe. Oh God, you 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 put yourself in some weird spots. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess Navy. 
I'm gonna guess Navy, just based on vibes. I I'm gonna say he was Army. Really? Hmm. Uh, no, I'll, I'll take it back. He seems way too smart for that. I'll say I'll say he was Air Force because he he's got that high energy. He doesn't uh, Army Reserve. Wow. Okay. So I was right the first time. So smartest Army Reservist I've ever met. Just kidding. Yeah. So. Army Reserve would actually make sense because those reservist guys are high energy too. They they don't true. have the life completely drained out of them. Um, Not true. <laughs> so, so you got the the website. You said it's going or it's up or what? It's about to be up, and okay. yeah, and we filed for nonprofit status, so we got a lot of stuff rolling out. We're uh, we're gonna get big, but I gotta go so I can make this clubhouse meeting. All right. Well, one thing you know who else has a website. Not a real libertarian podcast. Uh, not a real podcast.com. Go check it out. It'll give you some history on the show. If uh, the Oklahoma ever gives me a picture and a bio, I'll put him on the website too, begrudgingly. So, um, cop some of the merch that's on there. It's awesome. It's great stuff. I promise it's high quality. It's made from Teespring. Yeah. Also, where is it? I can't find it. Go follow us on all these platforms, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. Um, and I'm going to have to have a conversation with Will later, but we may have a new segment that people may be really excited about. We'll close shows out with. So, Hell yes. Okay. I'm ready for it. Hey. We're... we're uh, oh, he's not in here anymore. Follow but. the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus. Follow the Oklahoma Libertarian Party on Facebook and go to electnataliebruno.com and donate to her campaign, please. You're not a real libertarian, Pastor Tub. <laughs>